Welcome to the New Beginning Fellowship Church Sermon Podcast. We are glad you are listening to the teaching of the Word of the Lord. We pray that this message encourages you and builds your faith. We also pray that this message is only supplemental to your spiritual growth instead of being a replacement for daily personal Bible study, the pastor you should be submitted to, or the church God would have you to be an active member of. If you live within driving distance of Brobridge, Louisiana, we hope that you would come to visit us during one of our services on Sunday morning or Wednesday night. Service times, ministry information, and giving options are all located on our website at newbeginningfc.com or on our Facebook page at New Beginning Fellowship Church. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make His face to shine upon you. Behind this pulpit, but do you feel His presence tonight? Amen. There's nothing like it in the world, amen. There's such a, just a peaceful spirit tonight, amen. Do you feel that? Do you sense that uh, time that we can just really rest in the Lord? You may be seated, amen. Praise God in the presence of God. Amen. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, my sister. Amen. There's such a sweet presence here tonight, and you know, we could just re- rest in that, amen. Sometimes we just need to rest in the presence of God. There's so much of the busy busyness of everyday activities in our own personal lives, taking care of our families, working, and all the responsibilities that are in this lifetime, amen. And sometimes it's just good to come to the house of God and just be able just to rest in His presence, amen. How many of us need rest tonight, amen? We can rest from our labors right now at this moment, just focus upon Him. And I just really just want to encourage you tonight. Love you all. The word that I have for you tonight, we'll be dealing with the, the topic of the kingdom of God. Amen. The kingdom of God. There's so much to say about that. And, and just pray for me. The time that I've had, uh, you know, <laughs> there's times that we have more time to prepare for a message. And there's times that there's not that much time. But, you know, God gives us grace. Amen. So I, I need grace tonight. But praise God. We're going to get through this. Amen. And we're going to talk about some good things. Amen. We, we serve a living God. Amen. We serve a God that cares about us. Every detail in our life, everything that we've been through, He knows all about it. And He's here. He's here to lead us and to love us and to minister unto Him, um, to minister unto us, His people. And He's invested so much by sending His Son, Jesus, to die on that cruel cross to bring us in a relationship with Him. And so tell me if God doesn't love His children or not. Amen. And amen. And so it's good to be in a relationship with them instead of religion or other ways of religion that this is a personal relationship that we can have with him when we repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. I would like to go to the book of Hebrews, the 12th chapter. Amen. Very familiar scripture. And the title of this uh, message will be Unshakable kingdom, unshakable kingdom. Amen. And so praise God. Let's go ahead and pray. Father, we just ask you tonight for for your direction by your spirit as we break bread together, the body of Christ here, this local body. We're thankful that we can gather under your son's name to be able to come to encourage one another, to love one another, to pray for one another. And Lord, help us, Lord, as we come into these scriptures, that they would give us strength for the journey, encouragement, and knowing that you are with us, Lord. And Father, in the time that we're living, so many things are just shakable. 
There's no true foundation in many things in this world. But we know one foundation that cannot be shaken. And that is what your son has done for us. And we're so thankful for that. We're thankful for your kingdom. And we're thankful that we have a relationship with you. In Jesus' name of the church says, amen. And so lately, you know, I just want to bring up a couple of things that are going on in the world. And I, I don't really do this sometimes when I get behind the pulpit. It's been a long time. But if you just really look at some of the things that have happened in the last couple of weeks, it's been phenomenal. We're barely in the first month of this year and things are already rolling again. And how many of us heard about the volcano and the island? And just, uh, I don't know if any of you seen the, the video, just the, 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 lo- the noise, sound like a nuclear bomb. But, man, they had uh, such a shock wave that it sent, you know, some of the waves all the way to, you know, the western part of the United States, which is the coast of California and Oregon and all that in Washington. But phenomenal what was going on there, that, it, that it, it got the attention of the world for a little bit there. And, you know, and so how much more the kingdom of God, how much more what Christ has done for us. There's coming a day that the whole world is going to know who he is. Amen. And all day, that day, no one's going to be able to deny him. Because he's going to be who he is, and he is who he is. And then the other thing that's kind of a little bit concerning is just the the craziness that's going on between the United States and NATO and Russia. I don't know if you've been watching some of the stuff that's going on, but this is just crazy. The, the things that we're, we're seeing, but we know that that's what the Bible said would be like in these days that we are living. And so I say all that just to tell you this, that, you know, those things can shake our faith. They can shake us and, you know, to, and to our inner core. And they can bring us, you know, to be concerned and fearful. But thank God that our faith is not in this world, but it's in God himself. Amen. It's a foundation that is strong and that it's sturdy and it's a sure foundation. And I thank God for that, amen, that we're in this world, but we're not of this world. We're just pilgrims that are passing through, amen. And I can't wait for that day, amen, and I speak about it because there's coming a day, amen, that we're we're not going to separate no more. After the service tonight, you know, we dismiss and we all go to our home, but we're going to gather forevermore. And I want to see my mom, amen. I want to see my first pastor, hallelujah. I want to see many of those, my grandfather, that's went already in to the glory of heaven and there's going to be such a family gathering a reunion that we're never going to be separated ever again and we're going to be in his presence so let's get that mindset tonight you know not that we're trying to deny or not you know just escape the things that are going on in this world but just picture in your mind tonight that there's coming a day that there's not going to be no more war there's not going to be no more sickness there's not going to be all this turmoil and the arguing and the fighting and the scheming and the enemy and all these things those things are going to pass away one day for the believer And I am thankful for that tonight. I'm thankful that the Word of God gives us that faith to know that in the end, we end. We win. In the end, we know where we're going. And that brings much comfort to my heart, especially when I read the headline news and the things that are even going on in my own personal life or within my own family or within our own church and our community. It's so satisfying knowing that the Lord is in control. Amen. And so we're thankful for that tonight. Aren't you glad for the Word of God tonight? Aren't you glad that God has revealed Himself specifically to us in this written Word that we may be able to approach Him and know who He is? And the way that we approach Him is through the blood of the Lamb. Praise God. We are a part of this kingdom that I'm about to speak about tonight. 
It's a kingdom that's unique. Why? Because it's not an earthly kingdom. It's a spiritual one. Huh? And there's a king that rules. Right? There ain't no kingdom without a king. Amen? There's a king that's immortal, eternal, all-powerful. Not like the kingdoms of this world. They come and they go. But this kingdom's going to stand forevermore. So let's get into the word. Hebrews chapter 12. We're going to start at verse 26 and all the way through 29. It says, At that time his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised yet once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. This phrase yet once more indicates the removal of things that are shaken. That is, things that have been made in order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Hallelujah. Let's read that again. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And let us dare us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming and fire. And so praise God. When we're dealing with this chapter in the book of Hebrews, it starts first at the beginning that Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. And then it continues in that same chapter talking about him, whom he loves, he disciplines, right? But then we get to the point where he starts contrasting between the law of Moses and the New Testament. Amen. And so that's what he's talking about, this shaking. And the reference in that is found in Exodus chapter 19, verse 16. And remember, in the Old Testament, God has redeemed his people and pulled them out of the land of Egypt and brought them out to the desert. And he's preparing them for the promised land, right? And so what he tells Moses, I want you to prepare the people for three days. They must consecrate themselves because I'm going to come down to this mountain and meet you all personally. Praise God. Amen. And so the people prepare. And so when this moment finally happens, it's terrifying, right? The Bible describes it that when, when the Lord came upon that mountain, that there was smoke and there was fire and there was a great earthquake that shook the mountain. And to a point that even Moses said that he was exceedingly terrified with the presence of the Lord. So that's what some of this scripture is talking about. And the old law. And we know what the law did. The law could, did three things for them back in that day. One is to define sin, amen, and to show that we could not uphold it, we couldn't hold up to it, and to point us, right, to Christ. So praise God for that. And so the author of this book is mentioning that for a reason. He's mentioning this for a reason. And so when we continue in that, let's go to the next reference about the shaking of the earth and all that. And this is found in the book of Haggai. The second chapter, verse 6. Amen. And this is what it says. For thus says the Lord of hosts, yet once more in a little while, I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. And so praise God. There's another reference right there of what the author in Hebrew was talking about. He was talking in Exodus and Haggai. Now what's going on in Haggai? Here's, here's the situation. They started to build the second temple, right? They came back, the exiles from the Babylonian captivity. They come here and they start working upon the second temple, right? Zerubbabel and the, and the priest Joshua. And for a while, they, they stopped. They stopped working on it and they started doing their own things. A lot of complication was going on and they started just fixing on their own personal you know, uh, lives and all that. And so here comes the prophet Haggai to come back and to encourage them to complete this temple. Amen. Praise God for that. And thank you, Jesus. 
And so as he tells them these things, he's telling them that they need to complete the temple. So it says, For thus says the Lord of hosts, yet once more in a little while I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dried land. And so later Hagar also tells them that do not look at this temple like you did the former temple, which looked a lot better because there was much that was invested by Solomon compared to the second temple that they're dealing with at that moment. But he said that the, that the latter will be greater than the former. Why? Because this will be, and I've said this time past before teaching, this will be the temple and one day that the Lord Jesus Christ would walk into. Amen. And that's why it would become better <laughs> of the temple. And so what does this symbolize? That when Jesus died at Calvary, what happened at that moment? The Bible says that the veil was ripped, ripped in half from top to bottom and there was a great earthquake. And so we see from this point on that God is literally shaking the heavens and the earth through the cross of Christ. Hallelujah for that. Shaking the kingdom of darkness, what needs to be shaken, amen? Hallelujah. The power of God thereof, of God from heaven coming down to man on this earth to meet what we needed, to save us from our sins. And so I say this tonight because I want to talk about this kingdom. We're going to continue. Now, let's come right back up where we're at now, back to the book of Hebrews in this 12th chapter. And so let's define the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is uh, defined this way, of the royal power and dignity conferred on Christians in the Messiah's kingdom, used in the New Testament to refer to the reign of the Messiah. Amen? To the reign of of the Messiah. He is the king in this kingdom, right? The kingdom of God. And so praise God for that. So let's look at some of the scriptures that's pertaining to this kingdom. And what I like right here is Mark chapter 1 verse 15 says this, and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Amen? Repent and believe into the gospel. And so what the scripture is saying, this is the way that we enter into the kingdom of God through repentance and believing the gospel of Jesus Christ. The kingdom of God and the kingdom of the gospel are interrelated. They're interchangeable. You know, so you have some Bible scholars are going to debate about what's the difference between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. I'm, I'm saying, brother, it's all the same. It's all the same. We just want to enter into that, right? We want to enter into this. We want to enter into what God has for us. What did Jesus tell Nicodemus, John chapter 3, verse 5? He said, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he could not enter in the kingdom of God. Amen. How many believers do we have here tonight? How many of us are born-again believers? You've experienced the born-again experience. Amen. Hey, praise God. Amen. And so we continue, and it says also, well, what has happened when this happened, the born-again experience, when we, we, we repented of our sins and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. This is what Colossians chapter 1, verse 13 says. It says, he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom as beloved, of his beloved son. Hallelujah. This kingdom that I speak to you about tonight is unique like I said earlier, why? Because it's not earthly, it's spiritual. One day it's going to manifest that all will see. But right now it's spiritual. It's spiritual. And there's coming a day that it's going to be manifested. Amen? 
the kingdom of God is spiritual and not physical yet. And how can we prove that? We can look at the scriptures. And forgive me, I forgot where this is at, but it says, this is what the Pharisees said. Being asked by the Pharisees, they were asking Jesus, when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them, the kingdom of God is not coming in ways that can be observed. Nor will they say, look here, it is, or there, for behold, the kingdom of God is in the midst of you. He was saying, I am the kingdom. I am the king. Amen. This is what we're talking about. Is Jesus truly ruling over our hearts and minds? Is he truly ruling in our hearts and minds to be the king over our lives? This is how we're going to walk in the realm of the kingdom of God. He must be king over our life. You know, so many times you hear all these teachings about you know, the, the kingdom of God and being men of the kingdom and going on and on and on. And, and I like them teachings. But truly our strength comes from the Lord. We are all just weak people. But by the grace of God, God has given us the strength to stand. Amen. This kingdom is unique. It's so unique. And so why? Why? Let's go back to what it says. Verse 28. It says, Therefore let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Amen. That cannot be shaken. Why is the kingdom of God unshakable? Why? Number one, it is not an earthly kingdom. Praise God for that. Amen. Let's read some of the scriptures. In the book of Luke, chapter 1, verse 32 through 33, the angel came and told Mary, and he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Of his kingdom, there will be no end. Why is this kingdom of God unshakable? Why? Because the king is eternal. Remember the attributes of God? the internality of God, that He is eternal from eternity past and now to eternity future. He is God Almighty. That is why it's unshakable. Number two, He's not a man. Amen? Even though He's the God-man, He came for that purpose of dying for us on the cross, but He doesn't die. Yes, He died once and for all for our sins, but He lives forevermore. He's not just a mortal man like the kingdoms of this earth of a regular man that will sit there in his prime and his strength, but then gets old and frail and dies. We're talking about an eternal kingdom that has manifested itself and will be eternal. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Amen? Forever. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is why it's unshakable. This is what Luke chapter 23 verse 3 says. And Pilate asked him, asked Jesus, are you the king of the Jews? And he said, 
You have said so. Kingdoms come and go. Amen. Do you remember what else Jesus told Pilate during that when they were conversing? He also said that if, that if my kingdom was of this world, my servants would fight for me. But they're not of this world. I want to stop here for a little bit. I'd stop specifically on Pilate for a reason. And from the Old Testament even to now, you have seen kingdoms come and go. Daniel speaks about this a lot. You have seen so many different ones that have come against the nation of Israel and specifically now in the church age against the church itself for the last 2,000 years. And them kingdoms have come and they're gone. You had the tyrant in China, Mao. How many people did he exterminate of his own people trying to just destroy the church, the Bible? You had those of Stalin and Lenin, and Karl Marx, and all those of communism that have tried to destroy this kingdom that I speak to you about now. But nobody can destroy it because the founder is Jesus Christ himself. Amen. And all this, what they're only doing is they're going to expand this kingdom through persecution and coming against the church of Jesus Christ. This is what makes it so unique. There was once a man, I wish I could remember his name, but I will quote what he said, that in 100 years from now, <laughs> Christianity be, and the Bible be just like something in a museum, forgotten, that's it. But that person is dead, and the kingdom continues, and Jesus is going to rule, and he's been ruling. Praise God. This is the confidence that we have in this. This kingdom that we are a part of is going to continue. <laughs> Hallelujah. This kingdom is not going to stop. We are a part of this. This is a part that we are in. Praise God. Hallelujah. 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 17 says this. To the king of the ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Praise God to that. Who are we serving? And is he truly king? Amen. This world is denying it and it's fighting it like there's no tomorrow. But there's coming a day where every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. But I'm here to tell you, we don't have to wait for the future to be able to experience the kingdom of God. We can experience it right now. God is more than able to rule over our hearts and minds, and more and able to fight for us in this kingdom. What does the word say about us being soldiers? To endure hardness as a good soldier of Christ? I want to touch on that just a little bit. We are in this kingdom. And the armor that we have is not nothing like in this world. Amen? The armor of God, every bit of it, points to what Jesus has done for us, praise God. You are a warrior in this kingdom. I know that we're weak, all right? I'm not here to try to puff anyone. I know that we can fail. I know that these can happen. But because of his grace and what he's done, we are able to walk in this kingdom. This kingdom can expand. And it's going to continue to expand. And it is up to us on our job and our calling 
for it to expand, to be used by God to bring in more souls into this kingdom. This is the unique thing about it, what God wants to do. We have the authority through what God has done, through his son and his kingdom, to know how to pray against the powers of darkness. I don't know about you, but I'm sick of seeing people just destroyed by the power of sin and the gates of hell. I'm sick of it seeing it even in my own family, my people that I love that are lost and that are like puppets and they're just, they're just entangled by the power of sin. And we have the authority. Hallelujah. I'm not saying that we're that authority, but we know who is that authority. How to pray against those things. Come on. Amen. This ain't, this ain't anything that is certainly. This is, has eternal values of what I'm talking about, that we are more than able to pray with authority and by the name of Jesus to see them come into the kingdom of God. Amen. What looks impossible <laughs> in this world is possible through that mighty hand of God. Amen. I don't care what my relative looks like. I don't care how deep in sin they're at. I don't care what it looks like. It looks dire or whatever. God is more than able. The king is more than able to touch the earth and save that one soul, save that one individual. He has the authority. He has it all. And he wants to use us in his kingdom to do it. And for what? For his glory. It's always for his glory what we do. Amen. We are to glorify him with our lives and to do this. And amen. I know, I know that we're weak people. I know that we go through some things. I know that we get discouraged. I know that sometimes we feel like quitting. But his grace is sufficient. Hallelujah. His power is more than enough. When we don't feel like we're going to go on, we're going to go on. Amen. That's how battle is. That's how it is in warfare. When the soldier has no more strength, for some reason, something comes out on him to continue to fight and to fight on. And so I'm so thankful for that tonight, that we're not alone, that we are winning. No matter what the headlight news says or no matter what the blogs say or internet or what people are saying about God, how they want to dispute his name and come against his gospel, amen, we're still winners. Hallelujah. Because he's already won it all for us. And he is truly the king of kings and the Lord of lords. I'm going to mention an evangelist. And he was ministering somewhere in Africa. And there was a prominent leader in a certain country in that area that was basically kind of like mocking God. And this evangelist had the boldness to say that this man was not going to live another year. Because he came against the name of God. And within that year, that's powerful. <laughs> the name of the Lord will not be blasphemed or mocked. People think they can. And that's not what he wants to do. We know that. He does not want anyone to perish. He wants all to come to repentance. We're talking about his kingdom. And so there is coming a day when this is all said and done. And this is, this is the part that I love. This is the part that I love. Remember what Pilate said, are you the king of the Jews? Amen. The Messiah of the Jews. But there's coming a day, the fulfillment of 
that title, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, will be realized on the face of this earth and the whole universe and all that he's created. There's coming a day when this kingdom will become real and so real and it's, it's eternal. And we're partaking of it right now. We are benefiting it from it right now. And it's going to get better in that day. Amen? It's going to get better in that day. Revelations chapter 11 verse 15 says this. Then the seventh angel blew his trumpet and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdom of this world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ. And he shall reign forever and ever. Amen. There's hope. <laughs> this day's coming. Is it going to come in my lifetime? I don't know. Only God knows. But it's coming. It's been written in the word and it shall come to pass. I don't think we grasp the reality of eternal life and being in this kingdom when it's finally manifested. I don't think we truly can grasp it. Like the song says, I can only imagine, right? We can only imagine what it's going to be like. We got, we got some evidence in the Bible. We look at it. But on that day, we're going to see the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And it's not going to be like on Mount Sinai where there was this terrifying, I want to run from him. We'll be in his presence and we will look at it with, with, with wonder and awe and reverence. Amen. And he, we're going to say, man, it, it, it was worth it. Praise God. All the tribulation, all the heartache, all that we went through. You are worthy. You are worthy. The Bible said we're going to cast down our crowns. You are worthy, my king. You are worthy. All that hell has come against me. All that the enemy tried. You're a sovereign God. You've seen us through. You did all that you did that we could be with you. Isn't that his desire? The Bible says in Revelation that he will come down with his people and there will be no more crying. And God will be with his people and his people will be with God. Hallelujah. That's something to look forward to. It's not some fairy tale. It's not something. It's none of that. It's going to be real one day. And we just need to continue as we fight this good fight of faith in this kingdom and what we face that God is going to give us the grace to continue. But that day's coming. Amen. It's coming. Amen. Lord of the ring has nothing. They can say return of the king all they want. But the king I'm talking about is the king of kings. Amen. And when he comes back, praise God. <laughs> when he comes back, praise God. Hallelujah. It's over. It's over for the enemy. Amen. It's over. When he comes back, praise God. Hallelujah. It's just the beginning for us. It's a new beginning, Brother Renee. It's a new beginning, my brother. Oh, hallelujah. Revelations chapter 19, verse 16 says this. On his robe and on his thigh, he has a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. It will be finally realized about this kingdom that the enemy and so many have come against, and yet all were defeated forevermore. Amen. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Brother Renee, could you just come? Let's just worship the Lord right now. You know, let's thank Him that He has given us the opportunity to partake in His kingdom. Just thank Him right now. He's done so much for us. So much. There's <laughs> He's the king. He's the king. Thank you, Lord. Can we just worship him before we dismiss tonight a little bit more? <laughs>